Welcome to Shooting for the Stars, a podcast series brought to you by Southern Cross Business Advisors, helping our clients identify and achieve their life goals. Uh, We're announcing an additional $282.5 million in new cash grants for businesses affected by the seven-day lockdown extension. Uh, That brings to uh, $484 million the total support for businesses and sole traders over the 12 days uh, of this lockdown period. And when you factor in the May-June lockdown, it's just under a billion dollars. And now it is well over $1 billion plus change as Victoria enters its sixth, yes, sixth lockdown of the COVID-19 pandemic. Louis Bulzomi here for the Southern Cross Business Advisors Shooting for the Stars podcast. Hope everyone is keeping safe out there and supporting each other as best they can and in whatever way they can, subject to the latest round of restrictions reimposed on the state of Victoria up until at least 8pm on Thursday the 12th of August. This is the second episode in our series of COVID-19 financial support episodes. Last week, we looked at the individual support payments currently available, namely the COVID-19 disaster payment. At the end of this episode, I will touch on some key updates relating to the COVID-19 disaster payment. But Before I get there, let's focus on what we are here for with this episode, and that is all the business support available for Victorian businesses. And yes, that includes the extra on top of the extra on top of the even extra support that was announced just earlier today by the Minister for Industry Support and Recovery, Martin Pakula, to go with the original support that was announced after lockdown five, way back, it feels like an eternity ago, way back on the 21st of July, and also to go with the secondary support that was announced a week later on the 28th of July. So the main business support measures that were announced involve extensions to both the Business Cost Assistance Program Round 2 and the Licensed Hospitality Venue Fund 2021. Here's Minister Pakula speaking about those back on the 21st of July. On Monday and Tuesday, uh, 86-odd thousand businesses received payments of $3,000 through the Licensed Hospitality Venue Fund or $2,000 through the Business Cost Assistance Program. That went directly uh, into bank accounts without any application process. And the support that we're announcing today will likewise be automatically paid as a top-up. $4,200 in additional support through the Licensed Hospitality Venue Fund and $2,800 through the Business Cost Assistance Program. So for those 86-odd thousand businesses who previously applied for and received grant funding under either of those programs during the last lockdown of late May and early June, the easy part now is there's nothing more to do. You just sit back, relax, and watch the money roll in. No further applications necessary. The only hard part is waiting for that money to come in. So for whatever reason, if you haven't yet received those top-up payments, once again, $4,800 in total for the Business Cost Assistance Program, and $7,200 for the Licensed Hospitality Venue Fund, please contact Business Victoria immediately on 132215 and follow those up. Now, that's all fair and good for those businesses, but what about the ones who weren't eligible back in late May and early June for that round of funding who have since been able to tick all the boxes under the eligibility criteria? And, of course, new businesses that didn't exist back then 
but now are in existence and were subjected to the same painful lockdown measures. Well, fear not, you're all covered. Here's Minister Pakula again. I want to make a comment about those businesses that uh, either didn't choose to apply uh, during the May-June lockdown or had been ineligible but have since become eligible. Um, for instance, they've registered for GST. They'll be welcome to apply for all of the July lockdown support uh, and they'll be their applications will be considered outside that automatic top-up process. Now, the astute listeners would have picked up that Martin Pakula didn't specifically say anything about new businesses there, but... Rest assured, you are covered. According to the eligibility criteria, as long as you are registered for goods and services tax on the 15th of July, 2021, that's on or before that date, and you also hold an Australian business number and have held that ABN on and from the 15th of July, 2021, so it could be before that date, but as long as it was activated by that date and it remains active now, then you will also be eligible. So you didn't have to exist back in the May-June lockdown as long as you came into existence on or before the 15th of July and you were also registered for GST. Uh, Yes, GST, they're three very powerful letters in the grand scheme of all of this grant funding because without them, unfortunately, you will not be eligible. So that's through no fault of your own, of course. If you don't turn over any more than $75,000 in one year, you're not required to be registered for GST under the current Australian tax legislation. Of course, you can choose to be if you want to, and if you have done so, great. But if you haven't, then sadly, this grant funding is not for you. However, there is an alternative. Here's Minister Pakula again. Um, There's been a lot of discussion about um, micro-businesses, those um, not registered for GST, uh, and earning under 75 or turning over under $75,000. I should make the point that um, at any level, if you're registered for GST, whether you turn over 75000 or not, you're eligible to apply for uh, uh, the, the business support payments. But discussions between our officials and Commonwealth officials over the last couple of days have made it clear that the vast majority of those micro-businesses who've um, lost income or lost hours um, will be eligible for the COVID-19 disaster payment of either $600 uh, per seven-day period if they've uh, lost up to uh, over 20 hours uh, of work or $375 if it's between eight and 20, just as they were for JobKeeper. So effectively, JobKeeper 3.0 for those particular businesses. And to find out more information about the COVID-19 disaster payment, just go back to our previous episode which discusses that in length, the financial support for individuals. So let's turn our attention back to the licensed hospitality venue fund, specifically for new businesses that fit the criteria of this particular grant or existing businesses that didn't apply last time or were ineligible to apply last time, but of course are now eligible to apply. Just recap the eligibility criteria here. So to be eligible for a grant, businesses must operate a licensed bar, restaurant, pub, club, hotel, cafe or reception centre that is registered to serve food and alcohol in Victoria on the 15th of July 2021, hold an eligible liquor licence on the same date, provide a Class 2 or 3 service sector certificate of registration under the Food Act 1984 that is valid in 2020 or 2021, for serving food on the same premises, be registered for GST, that's vital, on the 15th of July, 2021, hold an ABN and have held that ABN on 15th of July, 2021, 
and be registered with the responsible Australian or Victorian regulator. So for a company, be registered with ASIC and of course, to hold the liquor license, be registered with the Victorian Commission for Gambling and Liquor Regulation. Now, in terms of how to apply, well, you don't go to the Business Victoria website to do this. You can submit an application online through the form that will be sent to the liquor licensee's e-license email address by Business Victoria. So you just check your email inbox. That is for the email address that is attached to the liquor license. And you'll see an email from Business Victoria with the application form link on there. If you haven't received that, please do contact Business Victoria on 132215. Now, for those liquor licensees who don't yet have an e-license email address, you need to set one up on the VCGLR portal. You can either go to the VCGLR website or you can go to the Business Victoria website and search for the License Hospitality Venue Fund 2021 July extension section and then you'll be able to find the link down that page. So you need to do this by 11.59 p.m. on Monday, the 9th of August, 2021. So you only got a few days to do this in order to receive a grant application form link from Business Victoria in time. So it's only for liquor licensees who haven't yet set up an e-license email address. If you already have, you should have received that email already. Uh, applications for the grant itself close at 11.59 p.m. on Friday, the 13th of August, 2021, unless an exception applies if you have been asked to submit your application beyond this date. Now, for all other businesses who don't fit the criteria for the Licensed Hospitality Venue Fund, that's effectively all those without a liquor license, you do have the Business Cost Assistance Program available to you. Unless you are operating in an industry that is not listed under the Australian and New Zealand Standard Industrial Classifications list, so that's the ANZIC list. So when you go to the Business Victoria website, business.vic.gov.au, and choose the Business Cost Assistance Program Round 2 July Extension, just click on the link that shows the list of eligible ANZIC classes, have that form downloaded, and then go to the Australian Business Register, check what code is linked to your ABN and see if that code is listed. If it's not, then unfortunately you're not eligible, but if it is, then you are in luck and you can proceed with your application. Now, applications for this grant also close at 11.59pm on Friday, the 13th of August, 2021. So let's now take you through the application process. So when you go to the Business Victoria website, look for the Business Cost Assistance Program Round 2 July Extension section. Click on that and then go down the page to the yellow Apply Now button. Click on that and it'll take you to the introduction page. So what you need to know before completing the application form. So read through that, go down to the confirmation section, tick all four boxes and then click on Next Page. Now, you may be asked to log into your Business Victoria account on the next page. If you don't have a Business Victoria account, you can create one on the spot. It's completely free to do so. So either way, you'll then have your Business Victoria account logged into and you can continue on with the application. So you go to section one, are you eligible to apply? There are eight questions here to answer. You would answer yes to the first seven and no to the last one, which states my business operates as a private gender exclusive club where membership is only by invitation or nomination by an existing member. Those businesses specifically are ineligible for this grant. However, there are a couple of very limited exceptions if you answer no to question five, which ironically relates to being registered for GST. So if you answer no to that question, then question 5.1 will pop up asking for the reason. So you get three options here, but ignore the third option. It's a waste of time. 
which is none of the above. If you click on that, you'll get the red wording down the bottom that says, unfortunately, you do not qualify for this grant program. So it's pointless to click that option. So you've got the other two that are in play. I attest that my application is for a not-for-profit entity with an annual revenue between $75,000 and $150,000 and is registered with the Australian Charities and Not-for-Profit Commission. So those businesses are eligible for this grant. The other option, I attest that my business with annual 2019-2020 turnover of $75,000 or more, so that's the 2020 financial year, is not required by relevant taxation legislation to be registered for GST, and I will provide a statutory declaration to that effect from a registered tax agent. So you'd have to dig deep into the GST Act to find the legislated reason as to why your business, that's not a non-for-profit charity, that turns over more than $75,000 does not have to be registered for GST. And <laughs> the exceptions for that are very limited indeed. So those are your options if you were to select no to question five. In all other circumstances, you would select yes, click on next page and proceed. So you go to section two, the applicant details and fill out the business information accordingly. First of all, you would choose whether or not you're a sole trader. If you are, then you put your legal name in the next box. If you're not, you would put the business name that is listed on your ASIC records, your AC&C records or your Consumer Affairs Victoria records. So make sure that those are an exact match. If they're not, you're gonna run into some big problems. Then you put your ABN in and then you say whether or not you are an employing business registered with WorkSafe Victoria. Obviously, if you don't employ people, you choose no. If you do, you would choose yes. And if you do select yes, you would have to provide your work cover employer number or WorkSafe application reference number. Moving on from that, the next section, I have checked the business's ABN and can confirm that on and from the 15th of July, 2021, the business was in an eligible ANZICS industry class that aligns with my principal business activity. You must say yes to this, otherwise you won't be able to go any further. So you would then select the eligible ANZICS industry class that's registered against your ABN on the Australian Business Register. So there's a whole heap of options here. Uh, just for argument's sake, while I'm doing this application, let's go with music and other sound recording activities, code 5522, as one example. You don't have to fill in the company website address or company Facebook page. That is completely optional, but you will have to fill in your business address. So start typing in your address in the registered address lookup box. As you're doing that, you'll start seeing a list of addresses that pop up. Select the one that is your actual address. That'll then pre-fill the gray boxes underneath. And then under all of that, you'll be asked to select your region, whether it's regional Victoria or metropolitan Melbourne. And then you continue on by filling in the contact details of the applicant. So if it's you who's applying, then you put your details in. You don't have to put in the role within the business. That's optional. It's only the sections that have the little red asterisks next to them, little red star, that's the ones that you have to fill out. Anything else is optional. Uh, when you get to your mobile number or your direct line number, you need to put the Australian international prefix of plus six one into the number. That replaces the zero that's normally in your number. So for example, your mobile number 04, whatever it is, you drop the O off and then put plus six one and then it's four and the rest of your number after that. If you're an authorised business representative who's making the application on behalf of the business, for example, an accountant, tax agent, or a lawyer, you would then select yes and put in the details accordingly. The owner of the business, whoever that is, the full name, 
their mobile number and also email address. And then they'll tick the last two boxes to attest that they're acting on behalf of the client and have written instruction from their client to prepare the application on their behalf. And they've also checked the business's Australian business register record and they are listed as an authorised contact for the business. Section three is all about proof of identity. You have four options here to choose from. Driver license or learner permit, Medicare card, Australian passport or Australian visa. So we'll click driver license for example. Down the bottom, you'll then be asked to put in your driver license number, the state of issue, the given name that is on your license. Don't include your middle name or initial. So just your first name and your surname. And then your date of birth. If you select Medicare number, you'll be asked to provide your Medicare card details, which is your full Medicare card number and your individual reference number along with the card colour. There are three of them, green, blue or yellow. And of course, your date of birth. And there's also one other question. Does your name appear across more than one line of the card? So if it does, then you will have to put your name as it appears on line one and then select how many other lines that you have accordingly. If you select Australian passport, you'll be asked to put in your passport number, your given name and your family name and date of birth. That's pretty straightforward there. And then the last one, Australian visa. If you select that option, you'll be asked for your 13-digit visa number, your passport number, your nationality, your given name, including your middle name or initial, which is exactly printed on your passport, and your family name, which is exactly as printed on your passport, along with your date of birth. And finally, you need to tick the two boxes at the top half of this section, confirming that you understand that if your proof of identity cannot be verified, you will receive a follow-up email from COVID-19 programs at ecodev.vic.gov.au with instructions to amend your proof of identity details. And you acknowledge that on receipt of a follow-up email, if you do not rectify your application's proof of identity details prior to the application closing date, reminder, 11.59pm on Friday the 13th of August 2021, your application will not be considered by the department for this program. Section four is the all-important reason for application section, the real make or break section here. So this is where you plead your case to Business Victoria in order to receive your grant funding. At the top, by applying for this grant, you're intending to use these funds for the purposes of the business and agree to provide expenditure details and proof of purchases on request. And they've stated some examples, which you've got some uh, boxes next to them, which you can tick accordingly. You don't have to tick all four of these, but obviously tick the ones that apply. Meeting business costs, including utilities, wages or rent. Seeking financial, legal or other advice to support business continuity planning, including coming to talk to us at Southern Cross Business Advisors. Developing the business through marketing and communications activities or any other supporting activities related to the operation of the business. That's pretty much your, all your, your catchfall expenditure there if it doesn't meet any of the other three. You tick the next box after that. By checking this box, I attest that evidence will be retained for these incurred costs for four years and agree to provide these on request for audit purposes. So you don't have to submit evidence of your eligible business costs right now with your application. It's merely a declaration at this stage. However, if Business Victoria do decide down the track that they want to audit and investigate just that a little bit further, they will ask for such evidence. So you need to retain receipts, retain other correspondence that relates to eligible business costs from now until this same time in 2025. Then 
you will state your case describing which industry you're in and how the July 2021 COVID-19 restrictions have impacted your business. So you put your little story in there. And then down the bottom, a little bit more information about your business. Now, whether you answer yes or no to these questions, it won't affect your eligibility. However, if earlier you said that you were an employee in business, earlier on in the application, then all of a sudden you say no to this question, my business employed staff in a 2020-2021 financial year, yeah, that might raise a few eyebrows. So make sure whatever you answered earlier in the application for that particular question, uh, whether you're an employee in business or not, uh, you would answer the same here. So sole traders, you would answer no in that case. Uh, the next one, Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander, uh, that's again optional there. And is this application for a social enterprise which is certified by social traders and or listed on the map for impact? Again, uh, answer accordingly. Now, section five is a very fun section. This is where you put your bank details in so that you receive your money from Business Victoria. So pretty simple. What is the name on your Australian bank account? Make sure it does match exactly what it says on the bank account that is registered with your particular financial institution. Put your BSB number in the next box. That'll then um, spit out a confirmation that it's the bank that you are definitely with. For example, 733250 is linked with Westpac in Robinvale. And then your account number. You put your uh, digits in there accordingly. Then tick the box that says, I have verified the BSB number and account number entered above against the business's Australian bank statement and can confirm they are correct. Now, it is optional to provide supporting documentation down the bottom. There is a little... Uh, file link that you can upload files to if you so choose. You don't have to though, so you can ignore that particular requirement and move on. So we're on the home stretch now. Section six is just simply your declaration and agreement page, acknowledgement and lodgement. So you just read through that whole page there, just skim along and then tick the box down the bottom that you are making the above declaration and agree to the terms of the grant as set out in the online form. Put your name in, whoever is filling the form out. So if it's yourself as the business owner or the authorised representative, such as a tax agent, and then your position or role accordingly. Then you will click Save and Preview. It just takes you back to the entire application, which you can then reread and make sure that it is all correct. And if there are any changes, of course, you can click the Previous button at any time and go back to the relevant section and update. Then you will click Save and Submit. You'll get a receipt number. You'll also receive an email to confirm that you have made your application. And then Business Victoria will, of course, then contact you down the track if they do require further information or to tell you the good news that you're eligible and you receive the money in due course or the bad news that you're ineligible. And finally, at any time, if you cannot complete your application all in one go, fear not, you do have the save as draft option down the bottom that you can click to save your progress and then come back later to fill out. But of course, don't get caught out with the due date. Remember, applications close at 11.59pm on Friday the 13th of August 2021. So those are the more well-known financial support measures for Victorian businesses, but there are some other exclusive measures of support that have been announced uh, depending on which industries you're in or even which region you're located. Once again, here's Minister Pakula. We're also announcing extra support for alpine businesses 
Um, we recognise that the snow season is a relatively short period of time and so uh, any impact during that season has a proportionately greater impact uh, on businesses uh, in the Alpine regions because their uh, earning capacity is not year long. Um, so for those businesses, in addition to what I've announced through either BCAP or Licensed Hospitality Venue Fund, they'll be able to access an additional $3,000. Um, and we've extended the impacted public event support program, which will mean that um, for live performance uh, support, there'll be grants of up to $7,000 available. We're also providing grants of up to $2,000 for eligible community sporting clubs across the state uh, to help them cover the cost of cancelled events. Uh, and uh, I think that's uh, obviously uh, in an environment where community um, footy, netball, uh, community soccer um, has been uh, shut down over the last couple of weekends, that's an opportunity for those uh, community sporting clubs to recoup some of those costs. So let's just quickly expand on what Minister Pakula said there. So we'll start with the Alpine Resort Support Program. Any businesses that are located in any one of Victoria's six Alpine regions, Balls Creek, Mount Hotham, Mount Buller, Mount Stirling, Lake Mountain or Mount Forbore, in addition to whichever grant they're eligible for, whether it's the Business Cost Assistance Program or the Licensed Hospitality Venue Fund, they'll receive an extra $3,000 on top. So the only extra requirement there is to just show eligibility that you are in an Alpine region. In terms of the Impacted Public Events Support Program, this is an extension of the program that was delivered in the wake of the May and June lockdowns, whereby the Victorian Government sent out official invites to organisers of registered events that were recognised under the Victorian Public Events Framework. So there's no application process that you have to go online for via the Business Victoria website. It's simply if the Victorian government makes contact with you, then you'll be invited to apply. Now, as at the time of this recording, there is no specific information as to whether or not the $7,000 grant that was announced by Minister Pakula will just be automatically paid out or whether or not you have to reapply to get that grant. And at the moment, there is no further information as to whether or not this program will extend further to include the Independent Cinema Support Program, which allowed Victoria's cinemas to benefit from grants paid to them because they were forced to close during the previous lockdown. It was up to $12,000 per cinema venue last time. Or the Live Performance Support Program for presenters and suppliers, where live performance event presenters were eligible last time for up to $7,000 or $3,500 if they received Business Cost Assistance Program funding and suppliers who could receive up to $2,000, $500 per eligible event. So we don't know if there's any more information as at the time of this recording with regards to those particular programs, whether they'll be included under the overall Impacted Public Events Support Program or if they'll just simply be dismissed and those particular businesses will have to look at other avenues to receive funding. But please do subscribe to Business Victoria in order to receive updates via email. And of course, let's not forget the Sporting Club Grants Program. So grants of $2,000 for Victorian sport and active recreation organisations with a payroll of up to $3 million will be paid to compensate for irrecoverable costs greater than $2,000 arising directly from the cancellation or postponement of events during the last lockdown. 
Now, this grant is only available to active recreation and sporting clubs who are not eligible to receive funding under the Business Cost Assistance Program or potentially the Licensed Hospitality Venue Fund if they hold a liquor licence. So if you can't get any other kind of grant funding, then you would look into this particular $2,000 grant. The expenses that are eligible include, but aren't limited to, the loss of perishable goods not used in other ways. So for example, loaves of bread that have gone off because they've gone mouldy and they can't be reused in any other way. So they're not donated to anywhere or resold via some other fundraising event that's permitted to proceed, then that would be eligible. Any cancellation fees and charges that were not refunded, for example, uh, venue hire costs or facility hire costs, payments to coaches and players and also officials such as umpires, etc., that were not refunded back, they would be eligible. Any booking cancellations that were not refunded are also eligible and any other costs and losses incurred that could not be reasonably avoided and were not recovered are also eligible. But please beware that any lost event revenue, membership fees and sponsorship will not be funded by this grant and any rent, council rates and utility costs will also not be funded by this grant. And finally, the club or organisation must be delivering an activity supported by a recognised state sport and recreation body. For the full list, go to sport.vic.gov.au. The disciplines must be person-centric and cannot include any animal obedience or showing. And any discipline that's supported by another government portfolio will also not be supported by this grant. For example, any harness racing and ballet activities. Now, the Victorian government have thrown just a little curveball in here with regards to applying for this grant. If you go to the Business Victoria website, you won't find any information on it at all. You'll be wasting your time forever searching. So, scratch that. Go to sport.vic.gov.au. That's sport.vic.gov.au, the Sport and Recreation Victoria website. Select Grants and Funding up the top, click on Our Grants, and then scroll down until you see the Sporting Club Grants Program. You click on that, read the information that's there, and then go to where it says Apply Now, and then click on the link next to the Event Cost Support Stream 2021-22, and then just simply follow the prompts. Now, in the immortal words of the legendary Australian TV and radio personality Tim, the King of State Knives Shaw from the classic Demtel ads of the 1990s, for those of you who are old enough to remember them, but wait, there's more! And that's exactly what the Victorian government is saying with regards to their ongoing support for Victorian businesses. Back on the 28th of July, both the Victorian and Commonwealth governments teamed up to announce a new jointly funded package for Victorian small and medium businesses to provide them extra support, not just because of the lockdown, but because of the ongoing effects suffered as a result of multiple lockdowns that have occurred. So this is support on top of lockdown support, so to speak, in order to try and help these Victorian businesses stay viable. First, we'll hear from Treasurer Tim Pallas, then followed by, once again, Minister Pakula, and finally, the Minister for Small Business, Jala Pulford. This will be the first occasion that the state has put in place a, uh, a restart support mechanism, uh, essentially a package of support for business as we come out of lockdown, not as we go into it. We are not giving you money to uh, essentially uh, help you through what will be a, a difficult time um, uh, going into lockdown, but we're giving you money because we know that you've had the cumulative effect of a difficult time. 
and cash flow is a critically important part of that making sure that we get money into the pockets of business so that they have the confidence to open up and to trade, recognising that with some of the restrictions we've put on the way that business operate uh, will be substantial and will continue for some time. Those density quotients uh, will have, particularly in the hospitality uh, and the uh, uh, restaurant sector, that will have a, uh, a, an impact upon their capacity and their viability. There are four key elements of the package. So the first is um, a business continuity fund. It is a $156 million fund. It will provide grants of $5,000 to approximately 30,000 businesses who remain um, affected, most affected by the current restrictions like density quotient. So that will include gymnasiums, cafes, restaurants, catering services, events businesses, hairdressers, amongst others. Um, that's another automatic payment for businesses that have already received funding under the Business Cost Assistance Program. So that money will flow very soon. Um, we recognise that businesses that are in the CBD are somewhat uniquely affected by the ongoing restrictions in regards to the number of staff that are allowed in office buildings. So for those businesses, they'll be able to receive an additional $2,000. Um, we have um, uh, provided another payment under the Licensed Hospitality Venue Fund as well. Um, HOSPO businesses have had months of inconsistent trading and we want to help them uh, to be back on their feet. So again, that will be an automatic payment and it'll be based on capacity limits. So for venues um, that have a capacity of zero to 199 patrons, that'll be a $5,000 payment. Uh, for premises with capacity of 200 to 499, a $10,000 payment. And for venues with a capacity of over 500, a $20,000 payment. And again, those that operate in the CBD will receive a $2,000 top up. We're also announcing an $85 million small business COVID hardship fund, which is for those businesses that have uh, not been eligible to apply under the business cost assistance program. Um, that will capture those businesses primarily that have been um, technically allowed to open, um, but they've been severely affected by COVID restrictions. So for example, um, businesses um, that are in the takeaway sector, but they operate in large shopping centres that have been closed, um, businesses that um, manufacture food, for instance, but provide them to cinemas um, that have been closed, sole tradies, um, where they can demonstrate that their work is entirely on restricted indoor settings. Um, they will still need to be registered for GST. Um, they'll be required to demonstrate a turnover reduction of 70% or more. Um, that is still in the design and implementation phase. We'll be uh, needing to work with the Commonwealth, particularly on access to um, ATO data, which we've had a conversation with them about. Um, and we'll have more to say about that as the design and implementation phase concludes over the next couple of weeks. Um, in recognition of the fact that uh, Alpine uh, regions continue to be affected by things such as the requirement to get a COVID test before people can go, there's an additional $9.8 million to deliver grants of between $5,000 and $20,000. That'll support 430-odd Alpine-based businesses both on and off mountain, um, and that's a recognition of the impact um, on them uh, of restrictions during the peak winter season. Um, in addition to that, there is, of course, the uh, Commercial Tenancy Relief Scheme and associated support for landlords. And I'll ask Minister Pulford to uh, take you through the details of that. Commercial landlords have 
done the right thing by their tenants and have entered in good faith into arrangements that have supported them through periods of profoundly disrupted trade and significant loss of earnings. Um, what I'm announcing today though is that we are going to again make it a requirement for landlords to help businesses that have endured significant losses uh, and we will be reinstating a commercial tenancies relief scheme. Uh, the old scheme uh, that uh, had its origins in National Cabinet discussions back in March and April of last year uh, sunset at the end of March uh, when circumstances were very different to the circumstances uh, that we've been living with and that our business community have been living with in recent months. Uh, we've had uh, circuit breaker uh, lockdowns uh, now in, in February and then of course um, late May and through into June and then again very, very quickly in July. And what that has meant is that our business community have had no time uh, to rebuild stocks, to rebuild their financial resilience uh, between those infection events. So the Commercial Tenancies Relief Scheme will require legislation which is uh, now being drafted. It will take effect from today. Uh, so the legislation will give it an effective date that starts immediately. Um, we want landlords and their commercial tenants to start having those discussions, but there'll be some additional resources provided to the Small Business Commissioner to make sure that those who need uh, some expert assistance and guidance to come to arrangements uh, that uh, work for both parties is um, well supported. Um, so as was the case with the extension of the old commercial tenancy relief scheme, uh, rent reductions will need to be proportionate to the impacts on the business. So for instance, a business that is trading and earning 40% of their pre-pandemic levels um, will not be able to be charged more than 40% uh, for their rent. Um, of the residual in that example, therefore 60% uh, of the residual, um, at least half is to be waived and the rest is to be deferred. Um, the exception to that would be the mutual agreement of both parties. So this is a very significant intervention and we recognise that. It will be supported uh, by $80 million, as the Treasurer indicated, to uh, provide uh, support for landlords experiencing financial hardship as a consequence of this decision. Uh, but we need to support our business community to get through what are really extraordinary times and what are circumstances that, in spite of the success that um, Victorians are celebrating today, um, create a, a really uncertain and a challenging business environment. This is about providing confidence and certainty uh, as well as financial relief uh, in a way that reflects the unique circumstances that have been experienced by businesses over recent months. It's our intention to run this scheme until uh, the middle of January next year uh, and uh, we'll be able to provide further detail uh, as the drafting of the legislation uh, is advanced. Quite a lot of information to unpack there, isn't it? So much so that Business Victoria themselves haven't even released all of the information because all the information isn't quite ready yet to be released, including when those who are looking to apply for the Small Business COVID Hardship Fund can apply. At the moment, that portal isn't yet open, but fear not, it will open soon. So just keep checking the Business Victoria website for further updates on that. But uh, from what we do know, 
for the Business Continuity Fund, anyone who received the Business Cost Assistance Program Round 2 previously, out of those 24 eligible sectors, they'll automatically get those grants, so $5,000 or an extra $2,000 on top of the $5,000 if that business is located in the Melbourne CBD. And for the Licensed Hospitality Venue Fund, those are also automatic payments. However, they are tiered based on your venue capacity. So whether you would have had to disclose that previously in an application, if you haven't, then you'd obviously tell Business Victoria what your capacity is and that will then fit you into the relevant tier of grant that you will receive. So just recap those again, $5,000 for venues with a capacity of less than 200 patrons, $10,000 if the capacity is between 200 and 499 patrons and $20,000 for venues with more than 500 patrons. And anyone located in the CBD will receive an additional $2,000. Now, following on from Minister Pulford's comments, the Andrews Labor government did introduce new legislation. They did it back on the 3rd of August to provide rent relief to commercial tenants that have experienced a loss in turnover of more than 30%. Now, the turnover test period is from the 1st of April 2021 to the 30th of June 2021. So that's the full quarter, the full three months. And the comparative test period, probably would have guessed it, the same three-month period back in 2019. Now, for those businesses that didn't exist back then, fear not, there will be an alternative test period for you to use to compare with the 1st of April to 30th of June 2021 period. So the government is ensuring that new businesses don't miss out on that assistance and special arrangements will be in place accordingly. Now, while the scheme is scheduled to run until at least the 15th of January 2022, in the lead up to that date, there will be at least one mandatory reassessment of turnover that will be required to be undertaken in order to support fair treatment for all parties. And it is only fair that if the tenant all of a sudden starts to see a nice upswing in business going forward, that the landlord should be able to raise the rent proportionately. Now, for any landlords and tenants who entered into an agreement under the first commercial tenancy relief scheme, if there are still any outstanding deferred rent repayment requirements for that, they will now be frozen until the end of the current scheme, which is scheduled to be the 15th of January 2022. So those deferred rent repayments that are currently outstanding, they'll get frozen and be tacked on to whatever deferred rent payments accrue during the current version of the scheme. Now, for landlords who are doing the right thing by eligible tenants, the government will be helping them out with land tax relief of up to 25% in addition to any previous relief that was received. And for small landlords who can demonstrate acute hardship, they'll be eligible to apply for payments. Now, that details of those payments haven't quite been released yet, but according to last time, under the Commercial Landlord Hardship Fund, those payments were $3,000 grants. So we're expecting something similar to that, but we are awaiting more information to be released. Now, the government are encouraging tenants and landlords to enter negotiations directly, as opposed to going straight to the Victorian Small Business Commission or the VSBC. However, the VSBC are going to be on hand if required as a last resort to provide mediation if the parties cannot reach a satisfactory agreement. Now, to find out more information about the Commercial Tenancy Relief Scheme Redux, contact the VSBC on 138722 or visit vsbc.vic.gov.au. Now, before I hit the outro button and play the music that will farewell you until our next episode, I have to channel my inner Tim Shaw again, yet there's still even more. Here come the steak knives. Over to you, Mr. Pakula. 
Round three of the Business Cost Assistance Program um, will provide grants of $2,800 to uh, around about 95,000 businesses. That includes uh, gyms, cafes, restaurants, caterers, hairdressers, dance and swim schools, tourism businesses, event businesses. Those payments will be made automatically to the recipients of the BCAP uh, and the BCAP extension. Uh, I indicated last time that there would be uh, uh, an opportunity for those that didn't previously apply to and who have since become eligible to apply. Um, That's open now and that'll be open until next week. So those applications um, can go in and have been able to go in for a while now. Um, There'll be a top up of the licensed hospitality venue fund. And again, that will be done uh, automatically and that will be uh, this time based on patron capacity as we did with the restart uh, payments uh, that we announced last week. So $5,000 for premises with a, uh, with a capacity of zero to one ninety nine, ten thousand dollars $10,000 for premises with capacity of 200 to 499 and 20000 for venues with a capacity of 500 plus. Um, I indicated last week that um, Minister Pulford would be managing a small business COVID hardship fund, which was an $85 million fund providing grants of up to $5,000. That fund will be augmented with another $54 million to take it up to $139 million, if my maths is right. Um, And that will then provide grants of $8,000 rather than $5,000. Uh, and uh, as I indicated last week, that will be based on demonstration of turnover reduction of 70%. Uh, we'll make a, a further round of support under the Alpine Business Support Program of grants between five dollars and $20,000. That'll support 430 Alpine businesses, again, uh, uh, in recognition of the specific impact of restrictions during the short peak winter season. So in summary, that simply means more money into more bank accounts, no further applications necessary. And just to clarify what Minister Pakula said about the Small Business COVID Hardship Fund, now you're probably thinking, well, is it $8,000 extra on top of the $5,000 or is it just a top up from $5,000 to $8,000? Well, unfortunately, it's the latter. He said that it was an augmented program. So augmented simply just means an increased program. So Originally last week, it was announced that $5,000 grants be given out to businesses who could demonstrate a 70% reduction in turnover and were not eligible for any other business assistance. Now, you just do the same thing, but you're going to get $8,000 instead of $5,000. Considering the fact that the applications are not yet open for this grant, they'll be open at some stage next week. Keep up to date with Business Victoria for that. You'll just simply get a one-off payment of $8,000. Now, more information is still yet to be released regarding the turnover test periods, so do make sure that you keep checking the Business Victoria website for that information. Now, I feel there are three very important questions that come to mind on the back of all of these announcements. The first one, for businesses who have applied for the grants but have yet to see any money come in, they're feverishly checking their bank accounts and there's no deposit at all, they'll obviously be very frustrated and wondering, well, what's happened to my money? Where is it? Second question, for the new announcements that are made, those businesses will be wondering, okay, well, when's that money coming in? Because we've still got overheads to pay, so I need that money now. And the third question, most importantly, are we paying tax on this money? So much money being thrown around, are we going to get taxed on it? Well, I can answer the last question for you. Good news, it's tax 
free. The Australian Taxation Office have released correspondence with regards to these specific grants from the Victorian government. They have been granted non-assessable, non-exempt status, which means, simply put, you don't have to report this grant money in your tax return. So long as you've received a payment under any of those grant programs that the ATO have specifically listed, you've received the payment either in the 2021 financial year, so 1st of July 2020 to 30th of June 2021, or this financial year that we're currently in, so from now until the 30th of June 2022, and you are a small business with an aggregated turnover of less than $50 million for the income year in which you receive the payment. So as long as you meet those criteria, then you don't have to report any of this money in your tax return. You get it tax-free. As far as the other two questions are concerned, I'm going to throw it back to Minister Pakula, who was asked those specific questions at the press conference earlier today. We've done three rounds of of business cost assistance program and licensed hospitality venue fund over the May, June, July period. Um, the total available through those three packages was 940 odd million. There was a, a 460, a 200 and a 280. Um, of that 940, 943 has actually gone out. So that's, that's, now that doesn't mean there aren't some that are still, um, you know, uh, having their claims assessed. I mean, we found, for example, I think, uh, something like about 1,200 where um, companies or businesses without, even without realising it, had let their ASIC registration lapse. So, you know, we find lots of these problems. But those three levels of payment, the BCAP and the LHVF through those three rounds, um, 940-plus million has gone out the door. Um, there was the... Um, there were the payments that we announced as part of the restart package last week. Um, they've just started to flow. Uh, because they weren't a lockdown payment, they were always going to take a little bit longer. So the licensed hospo funds coming out of that, um, we would expect that money and, and the money that we've announced today to go probably in one hit by about the middle of next week. The, the, the BCAP money that we've announced today um, should start to flow today. Uh, the Alpine Resort money is flowing, or the Alpine business money is flowing today. Um, the... Um, the, uh, the business continuity payments that we announced last week um, for that um, selected group of uh, previous BCAP recipients, we would expect that to start to flow in the next day or so. Uh, and then those who have... Uh, and, and then the um, Small Business Hardship Fund, which we indicated last week would take a couple of weeks to open, that will open next week. So those who weren't eligible, whose eligibility who became eligible after the May payments and then yeah, applied... Or the ones that didn't apply for the first one yeah, for whatever reason. So, so, so those applications are now open yeah. um, and uh, I would have to get back to you about when those payments were paid, but those, certainly those applications are now coming in. And those people are eligible for this top-up funding as well? If they're, if they're eligible for that funding, they're eligible for this funding. And finally, to put a bow on all of these announcements and all of these payments, yeah, it's all fair and good in the short term because you're receiving free money... Happy days, but it's got to come from somewhere and both the Victorian government and the Commonwealth government are racking up quite the debt. Now, Minister Pakula was asked in the press conference whether or not there'll be more financial support to come should we enter further lockdowns considering the rising levels of debt. Here's what you have to say. At risk of upsetting the Treasurer, um, I, 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 would, I would say that we will continue to support business as we need to. Um, when these events happen. Obviously, 
Uh, the resources, as I think I've said before, are not inexhaustible. It is very difficult, and it's very difficult for me to continue to ask the Treasurer to provide us with this support, but he has been unstinting in his preparedness to do that. And I, and, and I would repeat that when the Commonwealth goes in with us, it does make our life much easier, and it means that we can be a little bit more generous in terms of the sort of support we can provide. Well, based on that answer, it seems like it doesn't matter how large the debt grows and what pain we're going to go through in the long run when it comes time to repay that debt. At least in the short term, if we do go into lockdown seven, eight, nine and counting, there will be business support at the ready. So that is reassuring. Well, that brings the curtain down on all of the discussion to date in relation to the financial support on offer for Victorian businesses. But before I go, I did mention at the start of the episode that there were some key updates to the COVID-19 disaster payment for individuals and for micro businesses that are otherwise ineligible to receive any other funding. And those updates are as follows. Of course, we know that South East Queensland is currently in lockdown. Their lockdown is scheduled to end this Sunday, the 8th of August at 4 p.m., the 11 local government areas affected are the City of Brisbane, the City of Gold Coast, the City of Ipswich, the Lockyer Valley Regional Council, Logan City, Moreton Bay Region, Noosa Shire Council, Redland City, the Scenic Rim Regional Council, the Somerset Regional Council and the Sunshine Coast Regional Council. Now, the location that applies to you depends on which local government area you live in, work from or visited. And you can check which local government area applies to you on the Queensland Government website. And if you have visited any of these LGAs during the relevant periods and were then subjected to a restricted movement order as a result, you may also be eligible. So if you live in other parts of Queensland who currently still enjoy some level of freedom, they're not subjected to the stay-at-home orders that these 11 local government areas are subjected to. However, you may have gone to one of them and then come home and then they've told you, well, yeah, you don't have to be tested or anything, you don't have to isolate for 14 days, but now you must abide by the stay-at-home orders as well until this Sunday at 4pm, then you are also eligible for the COVID-19 disaster payment. If you've lost between 8 and 20 hours of work in a given lockdown period, you'll receive $450. And if it's more than 20 hours of work, it's $750. Now, the recipients of other income support from Services Australia or Centrelink, for the first time, they will also be eligible to apply for the top-up version of the COVID-19 disaster payment if they've lost eight hours or more of work in a given lockdown period. Now, that top-up payment is $200. Now, there are two lockdown periods, the 1st of August to the 7th of August. That's one lockdown period and a standalone day on what hopefully will be the last day of lockdown, the 8th of August. So, you would make two separate claims in that instance. Now, you wouldn't think that you'd be losing more than 20 hours on the 8th of August alone when there's only 24 hours in one day unless you are an absolute workhorse and you don't get any sleep whatsoever. So I dare say that all applicants, if not the very vast majority of them, will only be applying for the $450 payment. Now, you can submit your claim from tomorrow. So Saturday the 7th of August is when the claims will be open for that first lockdown period and you will assume that seven days later you'll be able to apply for the second one course that is subject to change should the Queensland government extend the lockdown we hope they don't now for Victoria considering we're now in lockdown number six 
Further information will be made available on the Services Australia website in the coming days, but it's safe to assume that the lockdown period is from 8pm on Thursday the 5th of August until 8pm on Thursday the 12th of August. So it'll be one week in length. It'll only be the one lockdown period that will be applicable this time. However, unlike last time where it was the $600 for more than 20 hours lost in a given lockdown period, and $375 if it was between 8 and 20 hours, that now increases to the $750 and $450 respectively. So you will get those increased payments. And of course, those who are currently receiving income support benefits will not miss out. They'll receive the $200 top-up instead. If you had applied for the previous COVID-19 disaster payments from lockdown number five, then as long as no other circumstances have changed, you've lost hours yet again, then Services Australia should, I'm not saying they will, should automatically pay you the next round. But however, if you're not sure about that, definitely get in contact with Services Australia to ensure that that is going to be a case. And if you have any doubt, you can simply go back in and make another claim. So the claims for this lockdown obviously aren't ready yet. They'll be made available in due course. Now, if you haven't yet made a claim from the last lockdown and you were impacted in that first lockdown period from the 16th of July to the 22nd of July, you've got until Saturday the 14th of August to submit your claim. Otherwise, you'll miss out entirely. So make sure you do log on to your MyGov account and go through to Services Australia slash Centrelink and make your claim before Saturday the 14th of August to claim that first lockdown period in Victoria. And finally, this could be the most important and vital update of them all, the tax status of these payments. Now, the big man himself, Prime Minister Scott Morrison, has gone on record to say this. No, they won't. And I've made that very clear back through the system. They won't be taxable. You heard that right. According to ScoMo, these payments are tax-free. But hold your horses. They're not exactly officially tax-free just yet. He goes on to say, we are treating this as a disaster in these areas where this has befallen people. And in the same way that we make payments for bushfires and we make payments for floods and other natural disasters, we are making these payments under that disaster payment framework. So those payments are tax-free. Therefore, the COVID-19 disaster payments in turn should be tax-free as well. Now, last week I mentioned that these payments were unfortunately accessible income and had to be reported in your tax return. And as of this recording, that is still the advice given by the ATO. They have said that they acknowledge that there's talk that these payments should be tax-free and are going to be tax-free, but they have not received any official word yet on that. In other words, they haven't been given the legal go-ahead to say that they're tax-free. So for the time being, we're still treating them as accessible income until we are told otherwise legally. Now, from that legal perspective, there is a bill currently in federal parliament being read by both the House of Representatives and the Senate. It's called the Treasury Laws Amendment COVID-19 Economic Response Number 2 Bill 2021. One of the amendments being considered is to the Income Tax Assessment Act 1997 to make payments received by eligible businesses under certain COVID-19 business support programs and Commonwealth COVID-19 disaster payments exempt from income tax. So should this bill get through the legislative procedures of Parliament and then receive royal assent from the Governor-General to turn that word bill into act, that's when the COVID-19 disaster payments will be tax-free and when that day happens, they will be backdated to when this whole 
thing started. So if you've already received payments now thinking, oh, yeah, I've got to pay tax on that, should this bill become law, you won't have to pay tax on what you've already received and you won't have to pay tax on any payments you receive later on under this program. But of course, it's not law yet, so stay tuned. Uh, I can press that outgoing button right now. But before I do, I just want to remind you, if you haven't yet done so already, please subscribe to the Shooting for the Stars podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the Podcast Index, and also rss.com. Finally, I can press that outgoing button right now. Here we go. Three, two, one, play. Well, if you thought that last week's episode was a marathon, then in keeping with the Olympic spirit, this week's episode has felt like a never-ending decathlon. So congratulations for getting through the full hour. You thoroughly deserve your virtual gold medal. Next week, we'll look at all business support for New South Wales. And the week after, it is a dual state episode. We'll look at the business support for South Australia and Queensland. Until then, if you have any inquiries whatsoever regarding all of these COVID-19 financial support payments, including how to apply for them, by all means, give us a call, 03-5018-6444. Drop us an email, admin at scba.com.au or check out our website, www.scba.com.au. Unfortunately, due to lockdown, you can't come and see us at 234 Deacon Avenue in Mildura, but as soon as we come out of lockdown, I'm sure we'll be welcoming you back in then. This is Louis Bulzomi for the Southern Cross Business Advisors Shooting for the Stars podcast. As always, our clients all have life goals and we're here to help them identify and achieve them. Goodbye. <laughs>